Welcome to On Texas Basketball. That's right. We've got basketball tonight. Coach Rodney Terry, head coach at the University of Texas men's program, uh, joins us. Uh, we appreciate your time today, tonight, Coach. Bobby, thank you for having me. Jerry, thank you for having me. You guys do a great job, Jerry. You know, I know you do a lot with the recruiting, and you do an awesome job, man, keeping our fan base abreast of everything going on in terms of basketball, football. Uh, you do an outstanding job, man. Thank you very much. Great to have you on. Yeah. Coach, I'm going to go ahead and start with the question, and we'll just get right into it, okay? Um, you dealt with uh, disruption this past season that very few coaches ever have to deal with. I mean, you could go a whole career in your business and not have to lead into something like that um, at a time when Texas basketball looked like it was close to being as good as it's been in a long, long time. Yet you stepped in at a time, Chris Del Conte tabbed you and asked you to please step in and lead the team. Um, as, and I speak for a lot of Texas fans here, I felt like you dealt with that situation, not only with composure, but grace and enthusiasm. And I think it was infectious throughout the whole Texas fan base. So congratulations to you, not only on doing such a fine job, but uh, ended up with the head coaching position. But I wanted to just talk to you about how did you handle that? I mean, and deal with the players and get them to recommit because I can only imagine 24 hours, your head had to be spinning. Everybody's in the building was probably spinning, right? But if you look at the trajectory over a month or two, you guys just had a, a, an excellent season, represented the university as well as any basketball team could. And just get your thoughts on that whole process. Well, thank you so much, Bobby. I, I tell you, man, I, uh, again, we give, I always give, you know, God the glory. And, uh, and uh, I think, again, you have to have strong faith. Uh, with anything you do in life and, and where you uh, and how far you go. And, uh, um, you know, no one, you know, again, has, has had to deal with, with with something that happened, you know, during the course of the, the year, the way we had to deal with that. And uh, um, I think, you know, having been here before, uh, having come aboard with Chris as, as kind of a co-head coach, uh, already coaching really the other side of the ball defensively the year prior, and going into this season, um, you know, I was used to being in front of the team. The team was used to me, you know, coaching and talking. So it made the transition uh, a lot easier in that regards. You know, had I been just down the bench and not coaching the team, not in front of the guys on a regular basis already, I think it probably would have been a little bit more difficult. But but having a chance to do that already and was doing that a uh, better part of the time that I was here, uh, I think the guys were very comfortable and had been used to hearing my voice and really – coaching them uh, as much as Chris would coach those guys as well, uh, with the exception of not standing up all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everything. So they heard my voice all the time. Uh, but but we had a really good group of guys, an older group that, uh, that, that really from the start of the season, we had high expectations and aspirations a, as, a, as an organization. Uh, they stayed the course. They worked it every single day. And, and they were really on a mission to – to not have that be derailed by anything uh, for, for last season. Um, you know, and as a result of that, I mean, we, we won the third most games in school history. We won a Big 12 conference tournament, second time in school history. You know, we won 29 games. Um, you know, had a phenomenal year. Went on to the Elite Eight. And uh, really, I think, again, you know, made Texas basketball relevant. Because anytime you advance in the postseason, you become relevant again. 
you know, um, you know, it's never a, a, a guarantee, right? You're going to be there just because you're at Texas. You have to go earn your way into the tournament, but you also have to have aspirations of advancing in postseason play. And uh, our, our team did a great job of that last year. Coach, one one question I have to add on. You did it. You really did it with such, I mean, I use the word grace and composure and enthusiasm. Is that is that just you? Is that who you are as a coach? Is that how you were raised and brought up? I mean, because I, I felt like as a Texas fan, I was like, wow, this is a this is a tough situation. And I, I've been I've I've been a manager before, right? I've managed people and, and whatnot. I literally I, I was like, how is someone going to deal with this? Where did you learn to do that? Is this that something that you learned over the period of your life or or what? Well, you know, again, I, I I've got a I, I lost my father this past year and he's a 40 year uh, high school coach. And, uh, and, and my mom, you know, Kristen lady uh, always instilled in me to be very humble. And uh, um, matter of fact, humility is one of the pillars of our program right now. You know, you always be humble uh, and, and be respectful of others, you know, and treat people with respect. And then uh, they'll, they'll, you'll earn respect, you know, and uh, I just kind of always carried myself that way. I've always, you know, had some great mentors in my life as well. You know, Coach Barnes for nine years, like, you know, it's part of family uh, myself. You know, Coach Miller gave me my first opportunity at Baylor. Coach Jerry Wainwright's been very instrumental in, uh, in, in uh, developing who I am as a coach uh, and as a recruiter. Um, you know, so I've got great guys, and I, you know, I often talk to those guys quite a bit, to be honest with you as well, and really leaned on on, on Coach Barnes, you know, at the start of the uh, – uh, as everything was kind of transpiring with our team and uh, gave me a lot of good food and thought and, uh, um, you know, was someone that I knew I could pick the phone up at any time and visit with. I appreciate that. Jerry? Yeah, so, uh, RT, I was watching the press conference when you are introduced as the head coach. And, and you know me, being a guy that's been in recruiting for 20 years, I was thinking, wow, what a job he's got in front of him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, roster, portal, hiring <laughs> coaches, deciding the staff, strength coach so much in front of you talk about how how important patience is and was for you because I think the hardest thing to do in the portal day and age is just go grab players and leave kind of the patience and how you really want to construct your roster uh, kind of talk about how you work through all that hiring bringing Frank Haith back and just all that process because it was so fast moving for you no absolutely Jerry you're exactly right and you know, this day and time, everything's really become a, a, a part of roster management at the end of the year. It's a one-year roster that you're, you're putting together, and you're trying to put a team together. You know, I think over the course of, uh, um, you know, 10 years previous head coaching uh, experience, you know, you lean on some of that. You learn from some of your past uh, experiences that you've had in terms of putting teams together. Uh, I don't think, again, much like in, you know, I ask my team all the time, don't ever get too high, don't ever get too low. Try to have an even keel. Sometimes it's easier said than done, uh, but but I think you have to have the same approach in recruiting. And as you're putting together a roster, you you've got to find that you know the one you want high character guys that want to be good players, and uh, and then they've got to be good fits for what we're trying to do as a as an organization. And uh, um, you know, like we had almost two thousand uh, guys or student athletes in the uh, basketball student athletes in the in the portal. You know, I think you have to be very selective. And I think at Texas, we can be very selective in terms of who we want and who we really want to try to go after. And, uh, you know, you're going to have some success and then you're going to have some failures. And 
you know, you have some guys that you get, you have some guys that you miss, miss on as well. But, but I think at the end of the day, it all works out and you end up getting the guys you really want. And, the, and, and they, more importantly, they're the right fits for what you're trying to get done. And uh, uh, for us as a staff, my staff's done a great job uh, in recruiting, identifying guys that, that we feel like fit our, fit our culture, fit what we're trying to do as an organization and complement one another uh, as players. Um, they've done a tremendous, tremendous job. You know, I was able to hire Frank Hate and bring him back. Frank Hate was now we're on the same staff, uh, Final Four run. And uh, Frank was really instrumental in me being getting a chance to, to work at Texas and getting hired by Rick Barnes many years ago. But but we, you know, we, we've had a great relationship throughout and uh, uh, just really excited about having him back on the 40 acres. Uh, knows the landscape. He's, he understands the expectations at Texas and, and the standards that we have. So so you have a guy that's very familiar with, with, uh, with what's going on here in the past and what we have to do to try to get what we want to get to in the future in terms of trying to win a national championship. But I feel like we put together a pretty good roster. And, you know, we were able to, to go in the portal and, and pull a guy like Max, who has incredible experience, and he's a winner. And uh, on top of that, an incredible kid. He's played in 123 games uh, in his career. 423s, mate. I mean, that's a crazy number, Artie. 3,500 points in his career, you know. But but you know what? He chose to come here. He's a Texas kid, and, and he wants to play on this stage every night. And he's all about winning. At Texas, we have to be about winning. And uh, and, and we want to be, you know, want guys that have incredible character. He's one of those guys and was one of the first guys to raise his hand uh, out of the portal. You know, Caden Shedrick was was another, you know, important guy that we targeted early in the in the portal that we were able to go and get. We needed to get a guy that, that could give us some rim protection, agile, big guy that can run the floor. We think that he's going to be able to score the ball a little bit more than he did at Virginia. But, but, but another high character young man, another young man that's already graduated from college already. Uh, it's played in 76 games themselves already, started half of those games, you know. So we were able to go get the, you know, the top two targets we wanted from the very beginning uh, in the portal. And I did think from there, you know, you, you always have to try to go back and re-recruit some of your guys back. You know, we had Tyrese Hunter was in the uh, was in the draft, you know, and, and knew he had an incredible situation to come back to if he didn't, you know, like the feedback that he was getting at that level. Dylan Mitchell. You know, had a had a really good freshman year for us. Opportunity again to come back, build on that, and and put himself in a position to be in position next year as a top ten pick. Um, Dylan DeSue early on decided he wanted to come back. The way he closed out the year was was playing as good as anybody in the country. You know, and truth be known, we probably have him. You know, down the stretch in that regional tournament. You know, we might have our first national championship at Texas. You know, but. Uh, but but you have to you know again to win the whole thing you got to you got to be healthy you got you got to get lucky a little bit you know and uh, you know we were we were on the right tra- trajectory for uh, for reaching those uh, reaching those goals that we set out with but uh, and then you talk about a guy like Brock Cunningham I mean everybody wants a guy like Brock Cunningham on their team you know he's a guy that makes winning plays brings a level of toughness and uh, we love coaching Brock and and we're excited about him being back for a sixth season. Uh, here at Texas, we we love to trade places with them. I mean, how about that? Six years in college, getting the total experience of, of being a student athlete at the University of Texas. But 
But but Brock, I, I call those guys super duper seniors. They're not really the super seniors. They're super duper seniors at this he's point. He's the man. best man. He's the best. We love Brock, man, and he's gonna he's gonna have a terrific year for us. He's he's worked really hard in the spring and summer, and uh, he's gonna have a great year for us. Hey, uh, Bobby, I, I got one more thing before you get to a, a specific players. Uh, by the way, Texas, five of the six guys that officially visited out of the portal ended up signing with Texas. So 83% hit rate. I think once guys get on campus and around your staff, see the Moody Center, see the University in Austin, Texas has a great product. But one of the questions Texas fans have asked the most on Inside Texas uh, RT is, they what's the style of play going to be? I, I think that's a big question. So I wanted you to be able to present that to the Texas fans right now. Offensively and defensively, there's been some rule changes, right, on the defensive side of the ball. But what can Texas fans expect from you and your staff's program moving forward? Well, I think, uh, again, you know, um, you know, Chris, you know, we all embarked here on, on, on trying to establish a culture. We want, we, want, we want to try to establish the way we wanted to play. I think a lot of times when you talk about how do you want to play is, I think a lot of that's predicated on how, what you recruit to. Right. You know, and, and I know last year's team, we really recruited hard to play faster. The year before, we played a lot slower. And, and uh, you know, we, we we struggled in recruiting because of it. Kids want to play fast. They want to play aggressive style of basketball on both ends of the floor. And uh, I thought uh, I thought we were able to translate that to last year's team to when we were a faster team, one of the fastest teams in the country last year. And uh, we made a we, we placed a high emphasis on that in the summer. We carried that over into the year, and we stuck with it. We never deviated from it, you know, and we got better as the season went along because we really, really worked on it and we really emphasized, hey, we have to get out and we want to score early in transition. If we can't score early in transition, we've got to flow really quickly to something uh, in terms of a flow offense. Uh, but we're always in attack mode trying to score. You know, we can score with the first side three with the guy up the floor that can really shoot the basketball. We're, shaking, we're taking that open shots. The thing you don't want to do is get caught up in the where you're having to play five-on-five five basketball every possession down. Now, we're going to be very selective in our shot selection as well. I thought our guys did a great job of that last year, really buying into sharing the basketball. He's got a good shot. I've got a great shot. And we, we were one of the better teams in the country sharing the basketball and moving the basketball. But that was a lot of work, and we had to work that every single day, and we'll continue to play that way. We're going to play fast in transition. We're going to play in a lot of pick and roll. And uh, we're going to play the way guys have to play at the next level. We want to recruit to that to that style of play. We have to try to play that style of play. We'll be up the floor defensively. There'll be some nights where, just like last year, we came out and we shot the ball extremely well. There were some nights where we had to play inside out. You know, we had to put the ball in the post and play inside out. We we, we want to constantly put pressure on the on the basket. You know, we we call the logo the Big Twelve. We want to own the Big Twelve. You know, we want to own it for, you know, for an opportunity for myself to score or for, for a teammate. But we've got to get to that paint. We were a, vector, a very effective team last year when we were able to get to the paint and create open looks. We were a really good team, you know, taking a open open three attempts as opposed to taking contested shots. So no different than what we'll try to do this year. We'll try to play inside out. We'll play fast in transition. We will shoot the basketball up the floor quickly. Uh, at times, uh, there'll be nights where we're up the floor, you know, really hard defensively almost every night. And then we meet some nights where we got to get offense off our defense. We did a good job of that this past season as well. There were nights we didn't shoot the ball well. We got offense off our defense. So we'll be up the floor aggressive on offense and defense trying to play a really fast pace of play. 
Coach, I, I think that's just a tremendous comment. And, and it's really, it ties into something that Jerry has, has said that you guys are out to do a little bit with, with your recruiting as well. Uh, Max Asmus, a uh, young man that you hit on at the very top of the show. Uh, you talked about him and his ability to, to score a lot of points. He's played a lot of games. He's good from, from three. You, Jerry has said you guys are recruiting a lot more shooters or guys that can really hit threes. Is that part of the, the change in college basketball as well? Just a, a natural uh, change in that, that regard? Well, Bobby, we're all going to try to sit down. And we know to win a championship, we've got to have a really good defense. We're going to sit down. We're going to play really hard on that end of the floor and and, and try to finish possessions uh, with physical blockouts. But offensively, we got to be able to score the ball. We've got to be able to play fast. You've got to try to get baskets in transition. If you have guys that can score in transition, uh, whether it be big guys running the floor or, or guards that can fill the lanes and really shoot the basketball, you've got to be able to do that. The hardest thing to do is to score five on five when you've got to – grind it out every night and try to have, you know, incredible execution uh, to try to win games. You know, you want to you want to be a team that tries to average 80 points a game. You know, they're going to be a night or two when you got to slug it out a little bit and you play a, a game like Oklahoma State where it's a 56, I mean, a, a, a maybe a, a 50 to 59 type game or some Mike's teams play really hard on defense and, and really challenge you from that standpoint. But but you want to try to score the basketball for sure at a very high clip. Jerry, uh, my question for you here uh, as you as you talk to RT, please. Yeah, yeah. So backcourt last year, that's been another question. Um, you know, yeah, Tyree's back, Max coming in. Talk about IT Horton because everybody knows Max Asmus because whether it was the leading score in the country, the Sweet 16 run at Oral Roberts, uh, watching him at, at average 21 in power six games. Talk about IT Horton and then your newcomer guards, Kendall Weaver and Chris Johnson, kind of that backcourt because you got a lot of versatility, athleticism, experience, guys that can shoot it, and maybe a little more size than Texas fans expected when you started this roster reconstruction. No, again, Jerry, I, I love our guards. I think they all complement one another, you know, uh, and, and when you go back to talking about putting a team together, you know, I, I thought our staff's done a great job identifying guys that really, you know, I think could play really well together. You talk about Max and Tyrese in the backcourt together. It's a dynamic backcourt right yeah. there with a, with a lot of experience and a lot of winning. You talk about Tyrese has been to a Sweet 16, he's been to Elite Eight. You know, Max has been to a Sweet 16. Those guys have played in NCAA tournament games and won in NCAA tournament games. You know, and then you, you throw in a guy like IT who's – I don't believe it's just a good shooter. I think he's an elite shooter. Yes. He's a guy that can really shoot the basketball. And I think once he comes in and gets really comfortable with our system and the way we play, I think he's going to be lethal with those two guys because either of those two guys could initiate our offense. There'll be times that IT initiates our offense. I think a lot of times the easiest teams to guard are guys that just have one guy that can handle the basketball initiate offense. Max can initiate offense. Tyrese can initiate offense. IT can initiate offense. You throw in again, you know, you got you got Chris Johnson, who's a big combo freshman. You know, extremely talented. Still not to learn and go through a few growing pains as a freshman, but but a really strong combo guard that can handle basketball and get downhill. He's a capable three-point shooter. I think he has a chance to be a really good defender as well. Uh, but but again, another guy that complements those guys. Now you're talking about a young guard that comes in and can play with the ball and play without the ball. And then you talk about Kendall Weaver, who was whack freshman of the year as a young player, 
you know, extremely athletic, uh, really defensive-minded, can score getting downhill, shot the ball well last year, is going to continue to improve as, a, as, as an outside shooter. Uh, you talk about five different type of guards right there that, yeah. that all, again, complement one another and two really good young guards that are, that are still, you know, in the early part of their careers that have a chance to be guys that, that, that come in and make, you know, have an impact on games for us. You, you mentioned one of the guys that we you, you talked about early, uh, and this is, I guess, more front or back court, front court, excuse me, Dylan Mitchell deciding to return along with Tyrese Hunter. Hunter, obviously a point guard type. Mitchell is, is a wing, right? What, what are the plans and thoughts for him? Is he, what is he going to try to be differently and do differently this year to kind of accelerate and improve his game? Well, I think the, the versatility for, for him this season, last year he played a lot of four force. Uh, I think uh, this spring and summer he spent a lot of time uh, working on his ball skills uh, in order to get out and be able to play on that wing. Uh, you know, he's really a kind of a positionless player. And he has to be a guy that has that versatility. And, and again, for a guy like Dylan Mitchell – you know, you, you talk about getting out, running the floor. You talk about, you know, a guy that can play in airspace. You talk about a guy that I think's improved his shooting to where he should be able to, you know, be a consistent 15-foot shooter. Could be a guy that can make an, make an open three as well. But, but, but the biggest jump for him, and I think he's a major X factor for our team this season in terms of the kind of year he has. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that if you go back to the Oklahoma State game, you know, to where he had, you know, double-figure rebounds. He had double-figure points, and then he sat down and had an incredible defensive game. You know, he does that night in and night out. He's in the green room. He's a top-ten pick, you know. And, and when I talk about double-figure scoring, you know, it could be 10, 11, 12 points a game. He sits down. He can go at one through five, and he rebounds the ball at a, at a, at a, at a very high clip, you know, a la uh, Damian James. You know, if he, he puts together that kind of motor and that kind of intensity – you know, he doesn't have to be a guy that scores 18 points, you know, 15 points. He just has to be able to show guys he can do that night in and night out. And if he does that, then then I think he's he's, he's done an incredible job for us uh, as an organization as well. He's just now, an incredible last, athlete too. Yeah. The last thing I have for you, RT, and I think Bobby has something else is I, it's, it's, and it's, every, it's almost every program. You have to replace a lot of leadership, right? And you have to do it in – Quick order. I, I think that's the most difficult part about being a college basketball coach right now is so many guys out, so many guys in, and then trying to make it all gel together in a short amount of time. Where is the, you think that leadership comes from in your locker room this season? Because you guys can't do it all. Y'all can put them in place, but when y'all aren't there, guys have to lead. Well, we have our number one leader from last year's team. I think, I think that the, the, the most vocal and the guy that a lot of guys followed last year was Brock Cunningham. Yep. You know, Brock's back this year, and Brock was, in, in my mind, was was really kind of the, the the strongest leader on the team. We had some other guys that also did a great job leading, but but Brock Cunningham in particular was really kind of the main spearhead guy to call team meetings when the coaches weren't around. You know, and so so you know you have that leadership with Brock. You have Dylan DeSue back as an older player. Uh, you know, obviously having Tyrese and and uh, and and Dylan Mitchell gives you continuity. Alex is back again as a, as a young player. Gavin's back as a young player uh, as well. You add, you know, uh, a guy we had talked about, Zurich Z, uh, coming in from UTEP. I think he had the chance to be a factor for us this year. He's 6'8", 235, grown man. Uh, and, and another guy who's, you know, played 
you know, 60 plus games as, as a, as a, uh, as a college basketball player already and started half of those, you know, so, um, you know, we have an older team. I also think that we have a, I, I think this year's team could be a really good cerebral team as well. A smart team, uh, you know, just a lot based on, on the experience that we have, they pick up things fairly quickly right now. And, uh, um, man, I think again, we, we, we got a good roster of guys that, uh, that could come in and, I think on any given night, like last year's team, have a different lead score every single night. That sounds exciting. Uh, I, I want to ask you two two part question to end it here. The Moody Center, number one. I, I went to it last year, second game, not the opening. Saw you guys beat Gonzaga. I mean, what an atmosphere! That that is a uh, actual home court advantage that Texas has, hasn't had since. I mean, I, I graduated from Texas in '92, Coach. So. During that time, the Irwin Center, maybe a couple times, but generally not. It felt like last year, Texas all of a sudden had a home court advantage. So, so that is one part. The second part deals with the Big 12. You add Houston and Cincinnati to a league that's already, if not the best basketball league, certainly one of the top two or three. I mean, is this going to be like murderer's row in, basketball, in college <laughs> basketball a little bit? No, I, I tell you what, Bobby, uh, you know, in, in, in addressing your first uh, part of the question, um, the Moody Center, you know, CDC, administration, um, you know, hats off to them in terms of giving us an incredible venue to play in um, night in and night out. And uh, um, also our marketing department did an incredible job last year, really getting our students uh, to be, you know, to, to, to come in and, and create a, uh, an environment and the energy level that they brought to the building last year was, was off the charts, you know, and, you know, a lot of times you build a new building, you just think people are going to just show up. I, I don't think, again, we took that the chance. I thought coach Beard did a great job at, at the start of it, spearheading and, and, and really spending a lot of time with the student body to, to make sure that we had them, you know, actively involved, invested with everything that we were doing. And uh, I think the results showed of that in terms of their turnout, night in and night out in the Moody Center. I mean, it changed everything for us in terms of in terms of a home court. And you're right, we have a home court uh, at the University of Texas. Charles Atoll, in terms of the acoustics that he put in that building, we have one of the loudest <laughs> venues in the country, hands down, you know. Um, but, but no, what an incredible place to play. Um, you know, again, we like to think that we're going to be able to sell out this next season as well and and, and hopefully uh, have our fans continue to have a great experience uh, coming in and watching Texas basketball. Um, you know, when you talk about the Big 12, our last year in the Big 12, you know, my 13th year in the Big 12 as a, as a coach, uh, Big 12's always been very good in basketball. I mean, I don't recall a time that I've been a part of the Big 12 when it wasn't very good. And uh, – uh, last year we had one of those years where it was no nights off, top to bottom, the best team, the last place team. Anybody could beat anybody on any given night, whether you were at home or on the road. You have great coaches in this league that have called, you know, coached in the Final Fours. They won national championships. You have elite level talent in the Big 12. We always have been able to attract really good basketball talent to this league, uh, and we play a physical brand of basketball. Um, you know, you talk about the new schools coming in, you know, again, all really good programs. Um, you know, Houston's had a great run. Coach Sampson's revitalized, you know, Houston basketball. 
you know, Cincinnati with their history. BYU is going to come in and be a very difficult uh, opponent to deal with. You talk about Central Florida and, and what they've been able to do. You know, um, I look for our league to be, again, right at the top, uh, if not the best league in college basketball, again, this next coming season because of, because of all those intangibles. Coach, uh, I can't tell you how much Jerry and I appreciate you doing this uh, for us here to, tonight. Also, I know the fans, I say thank you from them uh, because they enjoy hearing directly from the horse's mouth instead of just us, us guys that are, you know, talking heads over here. Hey, and look, man, I'm a Friendswood graduate. All I can do is get Angleton guys on the show. Quandre Diggs, Rodney Terry. We, I guess Quentin Jammer's next, man. I don't have any Friendswood guys that get on this show. You got to get Jammer over there, man. I'll, hey, us Angleton Wildcats, we stick together, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For uh, Coach Rodney Terry and Jerry Hamilton, uh, I'm Bobby Burton of Inside Texas and On3. This has been On Texas Basketball. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Hook them. <laughs>